Hey guys, uh, producer Brian Fisher here, and Nolan wanted me to let you know that the second he finished recording, he realized that he kept saying the score was one to nothing. He said this despite mentioning multiple times the empty netter from Alex Dabrinkit. This is honestly a, a truly remarkable moment of sadness for his big idiot brain. But we love him anyways. Uh, thank you and enjoy the show. Hi guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, February 18th, 2021, uh, and the Red Wings have dropped another game to the Chicago Blackhawks. They're 0-4 this year, or 0-3-1, as our friend uh, Isaac Rowan pointed out to us on Twitter. That is a nicer way to say it. But the fact of the matter is they have played four games against Chicago this year, and they have lost all four of them. Uh, this one, a little bit different than the others. I thought they were the better team pretty much all night, especially in the third period. I know that doesn't sound like a far cry from what we said uh, on Tuesday night, but this really was the the best game that the Red Wings have played for my money, maybe at least most exciting uh, game, maybe all season. So we'll break it all down for you. In the meantime, I am Detroit sports editor Nolan Bianchi guiding the ship with me as always is longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. Ethan, what's going on? How's it going, pal? Not much. I went up North for an extended weekend and um i didn't really take into effect the amount of snow that was going to be in you know the caseville port austin area just kind of went into it with a full heart you know um but got to the street that we live on and um well i'd say my truck made it about 20 to 30 yards in out of a 150 yard street and there was about three feet of snow drifts and had some suitcases and two pizzas and two pizzas, a dog, a dog. That'll get my attention. So, uh, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to shovel out a parking spot. It took me about 20 minutes. I had nice. my girlfriend just go like forward and then backward and then move six inches over and go forward and backward just in the spot. So we could have a little bit of a walking area on the yeah. road. And then we had to lug all of our stuff about a hundred yards to the cottage that we're staying in. And so you're, what you're telling me is you're on vacation. It wasn't a good start to the vacation. <laughs> and we're, and there's absolutely nothing we can do because we're snowed in. Uh, absolutely. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about going and buying a snowblower just for this, that I can just have a snowblower. Yeah. Well, you were talking about buying a snowblower a couple of days ago. So, I mean, it's not a bad investment since you're going to take it home, but. Going to have uh, to now. Going to have to. Yeah, up here till uh, Sunday. So, the Red Wings could have used a snowblower on Kevin Lankinen tonight. That yeah. that that have been effective to get him out of the crease. He was fantastic. Uh, I'm very sorry to hear hear about that. Now, are you guys? <laughs> are you really? I didn't. That didn't feel too sincere for me. N- yes and no. Like I I am. It's a bummer, but like, screw you, man. I want to go on vacation too. You know. Yeah. So, I'm just very unempathetic. That's all. Right. all. It has nothing to do with you or me, really, I think. 
I've never had an issue with four wheel drive, but it's like driving. It's because it's so cold. The snow so light. It's like yeah. sand. So it's like driving in three feet of loose sand and your truck's just not going to go anywhere. You need to master yeah. your truck or like yeah. a snow plow in the front, but it's still not going to work. So trucks aren't all that cool after all. We proved this once and for all. Well, they're just Most not effective. They're not, you know, they're not perfect machines. No, just yeah. Like anything, you know. So people, so so basically, what you're saying is they're they're better for you, looks than functionality. What do you have a Ford? Like you're 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 like I, at least I got like. All right, all right. Let's 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 break in. down. Let's break down this uh, this Red Wings game. Well, yeah, I probably wouldn't go. I probably wouldn't drive two hours on vacation when there's a freaking snowstorm going on. We had nothing else to do. I digress. All right, we are here uh, breaking down the Red Wings one to nothing loss uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks. Kevin Lankinen was brilliant. Jonathan Bernier was brilliant. Kevin and Lankinen was one step better, one step more brilliant than uh, Jonathan. And my Chevy gets the shutout, twenty nine saves. Uh, really, just the Kevin Lankinen show tonight. Like I said, though, maybe the uh, most thrilling third period we've watched the Red Wings play this season. And I think these past two games, honestly, in these close, close games against the Blackhawks, I have really started to notice uh, the lack of fans in the arena. Like it was, it was weird at first on that first homestand. And then like, you kind of got used to it and you're like, Oh, it's not that weird. But then like, there should have been so much more energy in this game than there was. And it was like glaringly obvious down the stretch and it kind of bummed me out actually. You think that you think that the 15,000 Detroit Red Wings fans that would have shown up for the game would have made a difference. How many more wins do you think we would have? If I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, but like, sometimes I can give your team an extra boost and obviously it can work the other way. Uh, but just like, I, I, this was a game that the crowd really would have helped because from the entire 13 minutes on, uh, they pretty much kept the puck in Chicago zone. Like it was, it was everybody too. It was like, they were just rolling lines. And actually we kind of talked about this uh, after the last Chicago game, when Jeff Blasha was saying, you can't do that all the time, but when they're playing the style that they want to play, that's what they're doing. They're winning faceoffs. They're keeping possession of the puck in the zone. They're not letting it get out. They're not letting uh, the opponent get a change. And that was really what was happening uh, for the last 10, 15 minutes of this game. There are numerous. Well, I think my biggest takeaway is this third period. Did you notice that Larkin, Fabry, Zadina, and uh, Mantha were out every other shift. Yeah, I yeah. I love that. I do too. They um, were they, all three of them were buzzing. That that uh, Zadina, Mantha, and Fabry together. I'm so happy that Fabry's up there because he looks. I I cannot wait to see where this boy pans out. He was uh he was with Ryan and Mantha to start the I, game. I'm talking more about the third period because he was oh, yeah, yeah. he was That's with them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, off and on, yeah, I'd yeah. say more on than off, but yeah. he was he was with them for the majority of the time in the third, and I was very happy to see that. Dude, he's played good, and he had again a couple chances tonight. He had a couple great chances uh in the first game against Chicago. He had like that centering pass from Bobby Ryan. Um, I can't remember if he uh-huh. hit the net on that or not. But then he had another one tonight that was uh off a of Bobby Ryan wraparound attempt that he blew wide and obviously you want to see him finish those, but like he is constantly in and around the puck, like creating chances, almost capitalizing off chances. Like I I just like what I've seen with him uh, so far. You know, this is, yeah, this is really the first time I'm, I'm actually starting to get convinced 
that this team is at least offensively. I'm not too sure defensively, although Christian juice looked phenomenal again tonight. Um, I would say offensively, this team is one or uh, two or three legitimate pieces away from not having those. Um, Cause the way that we seem to be getting caught is it seems to be the same set plays that make that create goals in the NHL. That's what we're at right now. But when you have the ability to bring on newer players that can find players in different places and we can have different plays and different options, that's when we're going to start seeing these goals that are almost goals that we all yeah. need a chance. That's when you're going to start seeing that turn into actual goals and chances, but it's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, well, then, too, like, just the ability to uh, create on the fly and, like, you're you're picking up mojo with guys. And uh, coming into this game, I mean, Dylan Larkin, zero goals, one assist in his last seven games. He obviously doesn't get a point tonight because nobody on the Red Wings did. Uh, but he's been playing up on that first line with Zadina and uh, Brome, and it's just – halfway through the game, I was like, we got to switch something up, uh, or Blashill's got to switch something up with this because, like, it, it just wasn't – effective and uh philip zadina he's actually somebody i want to get to in the next segment because the power play still over tonight but we do have some things to talk about that are not all bad things um but yeah so then, then that's I, nice I, that's a nice thing to have not yeah, all bad yeah. things <laughs> we got some positivity on the podcast again um and then it kind of seemed like towards the end i think in the third period it looked like mantha moved uh to zadina and larkin's lineup on that first line and then <clears throat> excuse me Brome was playing with Ryan and uh Fabry on that second line so uh, and I thought that worked really really well that top line it's kind of a shame they had to break that up because I thought they were rolling really really well and uh in the past couple of games I mean Mantha scored Fabry scored uh Bobby Ryan's been all around it so unfortunate that they had to break that line up but I think the top line that they had at the end of the game might be legit I've got a question for you before we roll into this break. Yes. Do you think that um, Mantha's gotten the point and he's back to his old ways? You know what, Ethan? Why don't I answer that on the other side of this break? Because first I got to talk to the folks at home about betonline.ag. That was a great setup, by the way. A little old radio trick. It's called the teaser. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Speaking of teasers, I hear people talking about it all the time when they're talking about gambling, or maybe that's a stock market. I'm not really sure. But regardless, you don't need to be a gambling expert to go to betonline.ag. If you know the spread, you can even bet the money line. What's the money line? Just pick whoever's going to win. It's that simple. Red Wings or Blackhawks. You don't have to worry about how many goals each team is going to score. There's something for everybody at betonline.ag. They even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. You hear that? F-R-E-E, free. Uh, head to the website and use your mobile device today. Sign up and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice. 
and your dad seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. We're covering everything you need to know about the Red Wings, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ethan, set me up again. Hey, Nolan, I have a question for you for after the break. Yeah, what's what's going on, Ethan? <laughs> what's the question for after the break? Right. Um, do you think Mantha's gotten the point? You feel like he's back to his old ways or more consistent ways? I do. Um, and it wasn't just, uh, it's not just because he's been scoring lately. Like he has looked good all over the ice and there were never really any moments that I saw in these past couple of games where you're like, Oh, come on, Mantha. And really like, that's, that's what you're, that's all you're asking for is like to not have those moments, uh, often. And I think he's kind of erased them. As a matter of fact, he actually had one heck of a back check tonight. I can't remember who it was on, but it really probably prevented a goal of nothing else, a, uh, fantastic scoring chance. So, I, I do like what he has brought to the table in that regard. Uh, and like I said, no, no plays that look low effort. So I would have to say, yeah, but what about you? I sure think so. I mean, I think it, it's more of a, I feel, I feel like he's more confident now. I feel like he's kind of gotten that mojo back. And now he's, I mean, it shows in the goal column form. I'm kind of has sense. I mean, even before he was scratched. But um, I kind of feel like that's something that's in the past now, really. I kind of wanted to – I'm happy to put that behind us and nobody has to really complain about it too much. I mean, there's still going to be people on Twitter that just complain about everybody and everything, but I'm For happy sure. about it. I don't, I don't have an issue with them. Um, the Patrick Kane, Dylan Strom, Alex Debrinkit line tonight was – in the first period, absolutely disgusting. I thought, like, it, the fact that they the Red Wings got out of the first period uh, with it being a nothing-nothing game, I thought was kind of a miracle. Uh, I don't see how many shots they had. They, they, they kind of picked it up towards the end. That's when uh, Fabry had that chance. But that line came to brink it. It came to brink it mostly. Um, they were just incredible. I – just Patrick Kane alone. This man's 32 years old and he plays like he's still 24. Have you ever seen, I've never seen such a, such a smart, skilled hockey player. And he carves such a niche. He's, he's almost a player that you really can't replicate. He's so fascinating and fun to watch. Stop. Don't minus the Chicago hate that Detroit fans have. Patrick Kane is an absolutely fascinating hockey player to watch. Oh yeah. I can't deny that. Uh, his deke of Robbie Fabry was just gross. Oh, Fabry came out to, to play it and he just. Oh, excuse me. Put I'm going to take another two steps right and take through, a shot. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Fabry, when, Fabry had LB thought he had himself covered and Patrick Kane yeah. said, no. <laughs> there's one moment as a goaltender when you see it happen you just go oh god because you know he's gonna take another three steps and it's patrick Kane. so you're like all right well let's see what happens here uh red wings were killer on face-offs tonight they won 68 percent of the draws and i think that's going to be a big factor in, in playing that style that jeff blasho wants where it's very controlled uh like that controlled chaos brand and just to kind of circle back on it because we touched on it a little bit in segment one I am starting to believe in this brand of hockey. Am I crazy? No, I, I mean, this is, it's been working, you know, like I said, we're just a couple pieces away from it working more consistently, but it's fun to watch. 
I'm yeah. actually enjoying watching Red Wings games right now, and that's that's oh that's great. I had almost I had to take a game off in the Tampa Bay series because it was just <laughs> too, too. I was too frustrated after, and then we had to do the podcast after, and it was just like I I need to not. I think it was a Saturday night too. I'm like oh, I'm not I'm yeah. not doing this today. Yeah, it's it's like the so before like in the last like since that Tampa game, I thought they played like really really good. I I have honestly you know, you have your complaints with each game, like micro complaints and things like that. But as a whole, like, I think this team is trending in the right direction, uh, whether or not that shows up on the win column on a nightly basis, that has not been the case yet. However, um, what they've basically done is they've said like, we do not thrive in chaos. We don't have the playmakers uh, to thrive in chaos. So they've kind of just said, we're going to play this low event brand of hockey and use it to leverage these situations where we can all of a sudden go oh we caught them off guard let's go 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 and outside of that i think they're going to kind of try to keep things calm and uh that's probably not going to lead to a lot of goals but hopefully the idea is that when you do get these 15 minute rushes at the end of games they lead to something. Unfortunately, it didn't tonight. But again, I don't I don't think in any way it's through any fault of the Red Wings. And maybe I'm being a little bit too nice, but we've crushed them for so long that I feel obligated to to kind of maybe go overboard with it. I don't know. I think the effort today is evident. Like we said, it's it was actually fun yeah. to watch. And I don't even think the third period today was something that's, you know, we're playing this safe brand of hockey. They're taking chances, jumping up in the rush, being ultra aggressive. And like you saw, since we're being ultra aggressive, when Chicago get did get the puck in our end, like mm-hmm. the uh, shot, I think it was halfway through the third. I think it was like 12 minutes left. That great chance in front of the net, Bernier. By the way, okay, yeah. we Red Goalie Wings corner. fans, I never want to hear a Red Wing fan ever complain, or you for that fact, ever say, ah, he's kind of got to have that one. Because these both of our goaltenders are standing on their heads every single night. Mike, so if that doesn't oh, mean I'm sorry. If there's a criticism. shot that he didn't pick up, oh, I'm sorry, Nolan, that this is the one shot out of the 35. Okay, well, I, I didn't say that tonight. I'm, that God, he didn't God bless Jonathan Bernier. That goal by Kurashev, he absolutely stood no chance on. I have zero oh, criticisms okay. toward Jonathan Bernier tonight. That was a great deke. It was an unbelievable deke. Jonathan Bernier deserved to get beat. Jonathan and he also Bernier, got split by two, like both defensive were split. Yeah, he put Stetcher and Merrill in, a, in, a, yeah. in a blender. That was, <laughs> want to have that one. Oh. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, just being a goal. I'm not, I, I'm not, I I'm not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, the one, when I've said that, I've said that very few times. And when I have it, come on. Lose, lose your bias a little bit. You know you know it's been the nope. case when I say nah. it. What did you see out of Jonathan Bernier in particular tonight? What did you do that he was uh, – what did you like most about it? It's uh, – with goaltending, it's just consistency. And these guys have both been so consistent yeah. all year. It's not even just Ber- – it's not just Jonathan. It's not just Grice. I think – I genuinely think we have one of the best goaltending tandems in the NHL. Yeah. I both think – I both think they're starting goaltenders on good teams. If, and if they're on good teams, I think those teams can make a deep push into the playoffs. Jonathan Bernier can, might be traded at the trade deadline. Maybe maybe something will happen there. Let's get a first-round pick out of Jonathan Bernier. That's We have to start a hashtag on that. Let's start a trend on that. Let's get that nice and popping. I Let's saw... Start, we got to start, start messaging GMs. 
about to get the moves that we we want to want to see made made yeah right like Let's, look, we gotta start pushing that narrative all right Jonathan um, is worth, worth a first round pick dude i mean right now i'm probably not a first rounder but like if he keeps up the play that he's that he's got going right now and then like kind of as a continuation of what he did in the second half of last year like there's no reason that they can't get a pretty good haul for him in my opinion if, especially if it's a team hey guess what Kenny Holland, it's me. I see you got uh, a goaltender who wears the number 19 in net. He's been absolutely stinky. Mike Smith just came back. That's your saving grace. Hey, how about this guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, like, and Ken Holland, Thomas, th- then they Thomas might Yerko, get it first. I don't even think Thomas Yerko's on Edmonton anymore. Thomas Yerko and a first-round pick for Jonathan Bernier. Sign on long-term. I'm trying to see if I had that right. I know one of their goaltenders was out for. Uh, yeah, Mike Smith was out for a while. Mike Smith was out. Okay, that's right. Um, yeah, people like are like, oh, what? What's wrong with Miko Koskinen? He wears number nineteen. That's what's wrong with him. No shit, dude. I swear. To God. <laughs> <laughs> he wears number nineteen. He played thirty games and he got a fuck. He got a three-year deal. It's like, all right, yeah, no, that's the issue right there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about Philip Sedina. All he. Right looked i mean and and you feel bad you know what the, the the thing that sucks about a lot of these guys uh including zadina um and like bobby ryan uh and the really the whole red wings team in general is like there are so many good chances and you, you just feel like they should have scored more like their expected uh goals for today was 2.7 like that is the second highest that they've had all season um and philip zadina over on that right power play, I tweeted out a clip. He had three absolute bombs from the right wing on the power play uh, within like a 30-second span. It all fit in a nice nice 30-second video. Uh, and when he learns how to locate that shot, he is going to be absolutely disgusting. And somebody tweeted at me. They said, yeah, if he learns, the AHL is full of guys who can shoot the puck 100 miles an hour up into the, up into the netting. Oh, please. Who was that? Philip Zadina was is like he the reason why none of those went in is because Calvin DeHaan is a sick monster who got in front of these things and just ate them. So it's not like he's missing the net, blowing it wide, like he's hitting the net. Uh, he just kind of needs to, you know, pick his corner a little bit, which uh, is certainly not something that I'm ever going to mm-hmm. criticize somebody for because it's nearly impossible for me to hit the crossbar five times out of a hundred. I know. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you got to put it right in that corner bar where it goes pink, you know, not too much or otherwise right. it won't go in. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, the whole uh, power play thing too is the, the big issue is there's nobody in front of the net. Yeah. It's either Calvin DeHaan or Lankanen was right there. Yeah. You, and I want to also give props to Phil Peronic on that power play in the third period for stopping like five clearing attempts in a row in about 15 seconds. I was jumping up and down, but obviously it didn't he's played, he's played a lot better too. And I think a lot of that has to do with him playing with Christian juice. I think so too. It was like the issue there is that there's nobody in front of the net, man. Yeah. There's, there was three shots by Zadina on that power play in the third that Hironic stopped five clearing attempts in 10 seconds, but it was all three of those shots. It's, you know, um, high glove stopped because nobody's in front of the net. Lankanen knew where the puck was going. 
was there, wasn't in front of the puck. All he has to do is get, all he has to do is stop it. Yeah. There was a bit of a rebound, but nobody's there to crash. Nobody's there to get that rebound and mm-hmm. nobody's there to screen Lankin. And he had three of those shots and the last one was stopped and froze. And it's like, all right, well, we need Michael Rasmussen. I don't know. Giovanni Smith, maybe. I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Maybe not like like a little Luke Glendening type person. I mean, is it going to be Mantha in front of the net? I'd rather have Mantha on the wing. Is it going to be Larkin in front of the net? I'd rather have Larkin maybe in the high slot. I don't want. Yeah. And and if, I mean, like the way that you put Mantha in front of the net is if, if you put Zadina on the wing, like they're going to play that, that kind of same role. And then you're pretty much taking uh, your best score or your, best second power play score off of that unit and rendering it useless. So uh, it is kind of interesting though. Like I, 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 part of me wonders if that might just be the better option to just say, screw the second power play unit. Let's get all these horses out at once, get Mantha in front of the net in some capacity. Cause like, even like, he's not just there to deflect shots and stuff like that. Like he's there in front of the net to, you know, make moves in tight spaces and find the rebound and pull it across and use his hands and lift it. Like he uh, can have a really, really significant and impactful role in front of the net outside of just his big body using it to uh, screen the goalie and maybe deflect a shot here or there. Yeah. I'm putting leverage on shots and snipes like he does on odd man rushes and stuff. That's what we need him for. We don't need him in front of the net. Yeah. Uh, Like the, the, I don't know, quintessential is not the right word to use, but, like, when you picture Anthony Mantha in front of the net, one thing you can, like, picture him doing is, like, turning around as the goaltender is blocking the shot, seeing the puck right in front of him, and then putting it over his shoulder, like, inexplicably. Like, that. Yeah. that's an Anthony Mantha goal. Like, that. that's a goal he could score. So, yeah. maybe. Did we just fix the Red Wings power play? I think they might have actually tried that this year. I honestly don't know. Um but we got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. Folks, they're a family business. Sorry, Monano Parts customers online for 20 years. All right. Ethan, what do you value when it comes to customer service? Uh, would you rather have high prices or low prices? I mean, low prices are, you know, beneficial to me. So low prices. Okay. One for one. Would you rather have a big selection or only be able to choose from one brand? A wide selection. That's my man. And would you rather it be uh, your selection to be unique and, and easy to navigate? Or would you rather have some bald man who's mad at the world uh, telling you what you need and grabbing it for you and making you feel insecure? I don't want to talk to anybody who's bald. Me either. <laughs> You're not going to be able to talk to yourself. Oh man, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low and they're always the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts that you could get at rockauto.com? Just go there right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about this box so that they know we say you? They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need, even if you're a big, bald idiot. rockauto.com. Let's go. All right, we're back. Segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow with a How Do You Feel About It Friday episode. Going to be lots of fun. You know the drill. We've got uh, questions on the Red Wings, questions on the NHL, and questions on pretty much whatever. So subscribe, and it'll be ready for you when you wake up tomorrow morning. In the meantime, Ethan, uh, I got to say, I'm nervous 
that like the Red Wings are going to go 0 and 8 against the Blackhawks this year. I'm I'm very nervous actually. <laughs> well, it's kind of a reality that we're faced with, huh? It's okay. Better better uh, draft position. We're never going to make the playoffs. I guess. Um, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Kevin Lankinen's changing that team, man. I don't. It's it's he's changing the entire outlook of that team. Yeah. I mean, the, I I really still do not think that the. Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs. The only teams that they're ahead of, right? They're ahead of Columbus. Uh, they've played the same amount of games, but they are behind Dallas. Uh, and Dallas has played 12 games. Chicago has played 17 or maybe, maybe it's 18 now. I don't know if this uh, standing sport has been updated yet, but so they've got 20 points. Dallas has 14 points, uh, but Dallas has played 12 games and Chicago has played 17 the two teams ahead of them, Carolina and Florida, or three teams, I guess, uh, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa have played 14, 13, and 13. I honestly, based on the way those guys have played this year, I really don't see the Blackhawks catching any of those guys. So basically what you have now is a assuming that Nashville doesn't turn it around, which with the way that their goaltending has looked so far this season, I do not anticipate them doing that. Uh, but what you basically have now is a three-team race to the fourth spot in this division. I just, I don't see the Blackhawks coming out on top of it. Like, I, I don't, I don't see them continuing to win games. And honestly, I don't really know who have the Blackhawks played so far besides the Red Wings. I feel like that probably I mean, they've played other them. NHL teams. Well, yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> that just reminded me, you, one of the worst, uh, not even one of the worst, just one, of, it was one of the more embarrassing, like, damn, you just asked a dumb question. You got embarrassed for it that I've ever asked was uh so i was covering like this little charity thing that uh reggie jackson pistons point guard was doing he was like donating uh he was like funding a new reading room at an elementary school i think it was like marquette elementary uh and he was like reading to kids and stuff like that and so there was media there uh because nobody had gotten to talk to him in a minute so I went there and I was tasked by the beat writer who was unable to show up that day to um, ask about what the biggest benefit is uh, of Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson all being healthy. What I asked was, where do you see this team going if those three guys are healthy? which was a big mistake, clearly one that Rod Beard already knew at that point in time. Because the response that I got was, where do I see us going? I go, yeah. And he goes, I see us going to Cleveland, Chicago, Minnesota, New York. Um, and I go, okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, no. I was too scared to ask a follow-up question. Oh, that's not uh, fun. Why? I don't know. It just it, I was like, damn, he got me. It was, it was pretty good. It was a pretty sick burn. Um, all right. So the Blackhawks have played uh, Dallas twice, Carolina twice, Florida twice, and Tampa twice. So they haven't even really gotten into the meat of their schedule yet. Like they played a little bit of everybody. They're just kind of on the smorgasbord right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, Columbus and Detroit are the only two teams that they've played four times. Uh, and I think that's been pretty beneficial to, the, obviously it's been beneficial to the Red Wings, but, or to them when they played the Red Wings, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just see like, they have three games against Tampa next month. Um, another two games against the Red Wings. They got, uh, two games against the Hurricanes coming up after this series. Like, I just don't see them 
being able to hold on. But when it comes to the Red Wings, I'm like really terrified actually, because I was like, dang, it would be, it would be crazy if they got swept this first weekend after how things have played out so far. And then they got swept and then the Red Wings looked a lot better. And then the Blackhawks started Malcolm Subban in the first game. And I was like, all right, they're definitely not going to get swept this time around. And when it breaks it down in these little nice bite-sized two game series, I get, I feel like sweeps are easier and yet harder at the same time. Like I, I can't, I still don't know what to make of them, but all I know is that all my feelings feel as if it is negatively going to impact the Red Wings. Well, it's not too, not too far-fetched to think that I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> we didn't score today. So they've got two games coming up against the Florida Panthers, one on Friday night at seven o'clock. And then again on Saturday at five o'clock, those are both at home. Uh, I don't know why they keep putting these. Well, I guess it's a travel day. So you probably want to make it a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, that'll do it. That'll be nice. We'll get it. We'll get our Sundays off. Uh, we'll probably not. We'll still have to record, but nonetheless, Woo. these are just the ramblings of two crazy men who are, you don't know how to end an episode. So with that being said, allow us to bid you adieu. We'll Goodbye. see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.